Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is the first Sunday in June. We're almost halfway through the year, Richie. June 6th, uh, TJ Pinger alongside Richie Barnes. Richie, how you doing this evening? I like that hat you got on. I got a big Thurillo hat on, but I see Double <laughs> Fries hat over there. So yeah, got you got to represent the brand. I'm doing good, man. You know, it's it was the uh, wife's birthday Friday, so I went out, took her to her favorite restaurant. Um, just been watching a, an overload of sports today with baseball. Unfortunately, it fell softball just got going back again we got the u.s men's national team at nine we got the mayweather logan paul fight at 11 uh man a lot going on today um it's it's been a busy weekend the the birthday shenanigans that you celebrated last weekend i've got coming up next week and my birthday is on sunday uh so for those listening we're probably going to go on monday night instead of sunday and then my son's birthday is a couple of days after that and so Father's Day is right around that, so it's mine and his week for sure. Um, all kind of happening within a week. So the girls in this house can celebrate us for for a change. They get celebrated like the other 51 weeks, so it'll be good. Double Fries No Saw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. We had a good conversation with Guthrie's this week. We've got something exciting to announce for you guys later in the show uh, but without further ado, we want to welcome our first guest of the episode, Mr. Pat Watkins, to the show. Pat, former Noel DV, former NFL player as well, but we really care about that FSU career that you had here in Tallahassee. Coach, how you doing there, Pat? I'm doing really well, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. No, we appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us this week. Um Double fries, no slaw. I know that you uh, you spent some time in Tallahassee, man. Did, is that how you ordered your gut boxes back in the day? I mean, tell, tell me about it. Yeah, you already know double fries, no slaw. Okay. Um, I order my actually double slaw actually. So, yeah, double fries. Every time, man, every time with the no slaw. I got some I, – I, I, was, I, was, I was at a place the other night, <laughs> no and I got, I got ribs – and coleslaw came with it, and my dad was like, "You ain't gonna eat that coleslaw." And I was like, "No, I think I'm good, man. Like, I'm just gonna enjoy these ribs. Like, I think I'm good on that slaw, bro. Like, <laughs> that ain't gonna do nothing for me." So, um, but Pat, we we so much appreciate you coming on and and hanging out tonight. Hey, you got a camp coming up, and I want to start here because I want everybody that's tuned in to see this. I want the I want to leave with this so that the people that tune in and don't stay for the whole thing, so that they hang around for it and they hear it, but. Talk to us about your camp that's coming up June 14th through June 18th um, at uh, Florida High. Uh, talk to us about the camp, man. Yeah, like you said, uh, it's, it's coming up from um, the 14th, 18th. Um, it's coming up from June 14th through the 18th, like you said. And it's from uh, it's ages from 7 to 15, um, boys and girls. Um Grades two through nine, it's, it's going to be uh, fun. Um, we work on a lot of uh, fundamentals as far as controlling the body, body control, um, being able to move, coordinate your body, and uh, discipline. So, I mean, it's a well-running camp for anybody that wants to get better at any sport, and uh, especially football. Where can uh, where can people sign up for the camp? How can they get registered? How can they get um, access to it? Just all the details there. Uh, you can register at uh, i9sports.com. Uh, my partner with i9sports to run the camp, um, so it's, it's easy to register through them. You just go to i9sports.com, and you should uh, find the link there. Hello? Um, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to give you um, my, my friend's phone number who 
You can also get in contact with, but uh, I can't give it to you live on the air. <laughs> no, you're good. We have a flyer uh, for those watching, those listening. We have a flyer that we put out um, that has more of the details on it. And so go and, and check that out. Like Pat mm-hmm. said, ages 7 to 15, um, it is next week. So if you're if you're watching this live, if you are uh, listening the next morning, it is next week starting June 14th through June 18th. It's 8.30 to 11 a.m. Uh, boys and girls grades 2nd through 9th um, with Pat Watkins, former FSU mm-hmm. Seminole, former Dallas Cowboy. Um, instruction, you can register again at i9sports.com. That's the letter i 9 sports.com man we're super excited for that maybe we'll get you back on afterwards to talk about it because i know it's going to be a big success um really excited to see what you guys are able to get done there because i mean we uh we've talked a lot on this show man it's all about kind of giving back so i'm excited to see what you can do with the with the youth there in tallahassee and and give back there man that's really awesome for sure um richie i'll let you kind of take this in a direction that's not the camp now that we've talked about that for just a little bit but let's talk some let's talk some highlights man let's talk some old some old FSU football with Pat a little bit because that's that's my uh, that's my favorite thing to to talk about. Florida State football has not been great the last couple of years, so I, I like living the highlights for a minute. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's relive some some conference championships and uh, BCS games. But that's right, man. Uh, like TJ said, uh, it's awesome you're giving back to the community. Obviously, you were from Tallahassee, went to Lincoln, um, a five star prospect out of high school, and I feel like. Uh, you know, it, it used to be a shoe in it when we had a five-star prospect in Tallahassee. He he was going to Florida State, right? And now you see Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, all these people coming in and taking all these um, elite players from uh, the panhandle. Was that ever a thought of yours going somewhere else? Or, or was Florida State, you know, being the hometown school, being a very prestigious school, you know, they had played in three straight national titles while you were in middle school and high school. Was that an easy decision for you? Or was that where other schools, did they have your ear? Uh, no, it, it was an easy decision. Um, luckily for me, you know, it was a pre, uh, prestige program, uh, one of one of you know, one of the top programs in the country. So yeah, it was an easy decision, and it was it, like you said, it was easy being uh, from Tallahassee, you know, being uh, you know raised in Tallahassee, uh, and it was easy because there was also winning. You know, they had uh, a lot of success in the past, and I definitely wanted to be a part of, if not nothing else, you know, uh, be a tradition. So yeah, I mean, I, it was it was an easy decision for me. Yeah, and I think a lot of Florida State fans are happy you made that decision. That you played, uh, you know, plenty of games, especially from uh, 2003 to 2005. Um, 2005 was a interesting season. It was the first ever ACC championship game, and you guys, uh, you know, kind of limped in a little bit. And everyone assumed Virginia Tech was probably going to blow you guys out. They were top five in the country. I think you guys are barely in the top 25. But you guys had different ideas. Uh, what's your memories from that game and just winning that ACC title in your last year before going to the NFL? Uh, it, it felt good to win it. Um, like you said, uh, we, we had a uh, pretty up and down season. Uh, probably could have played better, but, you know, that wasn't the case. Um, we were where we are, and, you know, we, we earned where we are. So it felt good to go out with a title. At least we, we played good enough to – least leave with a title, um, an ACC title. So, you know, that felt good to give me a little momentum going into the league. And uh, like I said, it's, it's a good feeling when you get a chance to do stuff with uh, people that you work so hard for, uh, with so long. Uh, it's always a good feeling. Pat, you got to play for um, 
everybody in Tallahassee's favorite person in, in Bobby <laughs> Bowden, right? Like if you just if the name everywhere you go in Tallahassee, if you say that name, like you know, that's just the guy. You know, I was I was chatting with some folks in the boosters office last week and it's still that way, you know, several coaches removed championships removed all this stuff. Um, what was, I mean, what was Bobby like? Right. Like, I mean, I know that you had your position coaches. I know you had different, different people you're hearing from, but I, I like to ask that of everybody that played for him because, you know, he's the one that turned this program around, but I mean, what was it like being under Bobby Bowden? And did you realize it at that time? Or is it something you kind of realized later? Like, and I just played for Bobby Bowden. Like, what was that like? Um, I mean, I knew I knew it was special right away uh, for a coach. Uh, like you said, uh, that caliber to be reaching out and trying to get you to come play for his program is uh, sp- uh, pretty special anyway. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I knew what it was. And once again, I had grew up, um, you know, enjoying enjoy Florida State football. So, I knew exactly who uh, Bobby Bowden was. And, man, and it was a great feeling. Um, the last few years I was there, it was uh, – Pretty laid back coach. Um, like I said, he wasn't a fiery in, in your face coach, but you know he still had you know he still had the means to get it done. The way he spoke with you, the way he, uh, the way the way made you want better. Do you uh do you keep pretty close uh, watch on Florida State now? Uh, Florida State currently and in, in the program. I know we've we've enjoyed some. Or not enjoyed, but we've had some down years over the last couple of years and, and kind of struggled. But things hopefully seem to be turning around with Coach Norvell. I know that recruiting's kind of taking a little bit of a step forward right now. How how closely do you kind of follow the program now, and, and what are your thoughts on the on the current program? Uh, I, um, I, I haven't had a chance to, you know, put it under the microscope and kind of, you know, go in uh, detail myself, but, you know, from what I know through other people, uh, you know, I, I hear a lot and, um, you know, like I said, my ears always to the street when it comes to Florida State football. Um, I hear that, you know, he's a great coach and I, I can't wait to say before him, like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic and, you know, I always hope for the best when I, you know, when it, when it comes to Florida State football. I've, I've been watching as closely as I would have liked to. I have not, but, you know, now that I'm more, uh, now that I'm close in town, I'm going to try my hardest to kind of get you know, familiar with the program, man. I uh, get familiar with the play. Yeah, for sure. Well, Pat, man, we appreciate you so much for for taking some time and, and chatting, talk, chatting about the old days, chatting about today's days. Uh, and we wish you the most success and most luck with the camp coming up. We're going to continue to promote it on our social media and, and try to do our very best to help you out with that. But, man, thank you so much for, for taking some time and chatting with us tonight. I don't want to keep you too long, but – Man, we are excited for you, and best of luck with the camp. Like I said, anything you need from us, you're always welcome here. But, man, thank you for your time, and go Knowles. Thanks, Pat. Man, thank you so much, man. Yeah, have a good night. Thanks, buddy. You, you too. Man. Pat Watkins, former FSU DB, uh, made some big plays, had some big interceptions, had yeah. some big plays uh, in, in that Garden Gold uniform. Um, so appreciate him for hanging out. Again, if, you, if you've got little guys, little gals um, between the ages of second and ninth grade that want to sign up for that camp, it is the 14th through the 18th. So not this coming Monday, not today, if you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. But next week, is that a Yoo-Hoo that you're drinking? Or is that's that an IPA or something? That's a sweet water. All right, I was going to say, if that's a Yoo-Hoo, bro, I am <laughs> so jealous. All right, very good. I was like, man, Rich is drinking a Yoo-Hoo live on the pod. Like, I was like, I'm reaching for my next bourbon, but like Richie's like out of you. Like, let's go, man. 
But anyway, no, if you if you got kids that can sign up for that camp, man, go check that out. That's good stuff. Um, support our our former Knowles for sure. Hey man, we got a lot of stuff going on um in a lot of different sports. Let's let's go around the horn really, really quickly. Um, let's get some football, let's get some uh, softball, let's get some baseball news in here really quick, and then let's get to another interview that we pre-recorded um with FSU track coach Ricky Argro. Um, really, really good stuff there. I'm excited for you guys to see that interview. Let's go around the horn. Let's get to that interview with Coach Argro. Uh, we have an announcement from Guthrie's that we want to make you guys aware of. And then let's get out of here and watch this softball team try and beat Alabama tonight. Uh, yes, I was sir. up late last night till like three o'clock. I'm I got bags under my eyes. I had to wear a hat because my hair's all been all crazy all day. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's run around the horn. Richie, let's start with football. I know that's what people want to hear about. I know you got the news for us. We had some recruiting news. Uh, some camps and stuff going on this weekend. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So last week, um, while we were recording it, they were preparing for you know midnight madness. I don't think Florida State was calling it that, but that's what kind of the media you know tapped and came up with, um, piggybacking off of the basketball midnight madness. Uh, little real brief background. Back in the day, uh, you know, basketball coaches were known for showing up at recruits' house at midnight the when the recruiting period ended, and it was called midnight madness. Um, but Florida State kind of did that themselves. This, um, you know, June 1st was the official end of the dead period. And Mike Norvell had several commits, big time guys, you know, Travis Hunter, um, you know, Sam McCall, a couple five stars and, and many others on campus visiting right at midnight, which was pretty cool in itself. Um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about the slingshot, the custom Florida State climb slingshot that he he drove out onto the field. I'm not really interested in what people like TJ, you and I think about something like that because the recruits really seem to like it. They all wanted to get in the car. They all wanted to take pictures with it. Um, a lot of big time talent on campus. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? I thought it was a great idea to get them there at midnight. You know, some people are calling it gimmicky, whatever it may be. But the fact is Mike Norville had a lot of elite talent on campus before any other college did this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Gimmicky is, I, Gimmicky is something that like old white men say, like you and I, that like just want to complain about all oh, these kids and their toys. You know, like I don't know. I just think that people like us complain about stuff being gimmicky. At the end of the day, if if these recruits like it, then more power to them. You know, like I don't know. It, does it resonate with the recruits? Yes. Then it was great. If not, then no. Is it going to turn into like? us signing 17 five stars the night of an event. No, I mean, but it's developing relationships and it's building toward the future. And, you know, if Norvell's going to be here for a while, then I, I think a lot of it was the right move. You know, do I care about that, that trike or whatever he had out there, you know, slingshot, man, the slingshot. slingshot. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't really care, but, uh, but if a 17, 18 year old kid likes it, then great, you know, like let's roll. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, to me, it does nothing because I'm a grown man with bills and responsibilities and stuff. But if the kids like it, then great, you know. Um, Midnight Madness, obviously, we got a lot of recruits on Florida State's campus before uh, anyone else was able to because we – I don't want to say jump the gun, but if you could say jump the gun like in a positive way, like we got ahead of the curve, right? Like it's, maybe that's the better cliche to use. That wasn't the only recruiting event that they had going off. Like, I, you know, I saw somebody tweet this today. If Norvell fails at Florida State, it will not be for a lack of effort. All right. Like the last guy that was yeah. here was just unorganized and didn't want to work and was lazy and just, you know, whatever. Yeah. That will not be the case with Norvell, right? Like Norvell will at least, at least he's going to go down swinging if that's the case. And I'm not predicting failure or anything like that. 
But that seems to be like he's going to outwork anybody, right? And and we'll see where the results pan out later. But that wasn't the only recruiting event uh, to go on. We there's literally one that's wrapping up, like going on now, yes. right? <laughs> so it's the um the FSU Mega Camp and Coach Norvell invited coaches from like 50 plus programs from the FCS level to the FBS to, you know, all levels of coaches allowed to come here. And Mike Norvell knows that they had, he said they had 3000 kids there today, which is a ridiculous number when you think about it. But I saw several tweets from the media that were there. Um, shout out to our guys at 247 and other outlets. They got the Tallahassee police involved to coordinate the traffic of the just so much. You talked about organization. It could not have been more well-run. They did it on the old intramural fields. So anyone who has ever been to Florida State knows where those are. Uh, you know, that a lot of tailgating happens there. But they held a camp with 3,000 kids there, and it was just so well-run and well-organized, according to everything we've read. And they knew a lot of the kids they invited to campus, were, they're not Florida State caliber. They're not coming here. But maybe they have a younger brother. Maybe they have a cousin. Maybe they have someone else. And like TJ said, build those relationships because it'll pay off down the line. And if Mike Norvell is lucky enough to be here in you know five, six years, one, that's a really good thing for us as Florida State fans because that means he's doing something right. But two, it's really good for his recruiting in the future. Uh, and I just can't think of you know a, any better event to do right on the back of that. I saw this hilarious thing, Ron Zook there. He's an assistant at Maryland. And he was there at the camp there, probably recruiting from Maryland, which is fine. But also, again, it, it's Norvell showing these players – I want to help you guys get exposure. If you're good enough and I want you, I hope you come play for me. But if not, there's a 50 other schools here represented that you can play for. Just a great idea, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think that again, I don't know what the immediate net benefit of, of these camps and this Midnight Madness are going to be um, this week, won't be this much. month, yeah, this won't class. Be much, but down you know, the line, yeah. But I think down the line, I, I think that this is something that could really – um, really benefit FSU, and and it's just laying the groundwork. And like I said, Norvell is not going to um, he's going to go down swinging, right? Like he is not going to fail here for a lack of effort, which which other coaches have. Um, so it'll be exciting to see a little bit of news. We we kind of cover this, so I don't want to skip right over it. Kane Madden was an offensive lineman that some mm -hmm. had predicted as a sure thing to come to Tallahassee. Said some some said a done deal, ended up not being a done deal. Um, Florida State uh, misses out on Kane Madden. He ends up at Notre Dame. Um, so the hashtag Kane Madden to tally tweets didn't work, but the silver linings, he is coming to Tallahassee first weekend. We'll be there the same <laughs> weekend um, as he is. So didn't commit to FSU, but he, but he is coming to Tallahassee. So a little silver lining there. The, the tweets like kind of worked. So um, he did not end up picking Florida State. From, from what I've been told, and, and we don't get – deep into recruiting on this. I, I have no inside sources. I don't mean to act like I have an inside source on any of this kind of stuff, but from what I was told, kid grew up in the Midwest and got an offer from the number one Midwest school that anyone ever thinks about. And, and let's uh, just say ended up, at, Notre, ended up at Notre Dame. Yeah, you know? And Notre Dame's not struggling to put offensive linemen in the league right now. Um, complete business decision. Obviously we all wanted him. I, I'm I'm the number one person that that you know cries out never tweet at recruits. I tweeted out the Cade Madden to tally hashtag. I did get a Mike Norvell and Kenny Dillingham like and retweet, which was nice, but didn't work out. So I, I'm retiring from the hashtag game. Um, but again, guys, Cade Madden, 
Notre Dame is putting guys in the league from the offensive line every single year. Florida State struggled. I think Alex Atkins is the best offensive line coach in the country. Nobody can tell me otherwise. But I also completely understand why he chose Notre Dame for his last year before he goes to the NFL. You know, it sucks for us because he could have really helped our depth. Uh, he obviously would have been a starter. Um, but it is what it is. And then it, the last bit of recruiting news we have to get to, Florida State had two quarterback commits last time we recorded. They have one now. Just A.J. Duffy, number 76 overall in the 247 composite. Um, Nico Marchial, no longer considered a Florida State commit. We didn't see the actual um, you know, decommitment tweet, but we knew as soon as he took visits elsewhere, the staff was going to part ways. Uh, it sounded like it was a you know mutual parting of ways. Obviously, I think he would have the staff would still like him in this class, but if he's not all in, which clearly he's not, if he's talking about taking five officials, it is what it is. You know, AJ Duffy is the higher rated player. We don't know who's going to be the better college player. Um, so I'm not going to say he was scared of competition or anything like that, but you know, it, it sucks to lose a, a blue chip quarterback recruit, but it's nice to have another blue chip quarterback recruit in your back pocket. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, Florida State, it's it's tough to know exactly which way it'll go. Richie is a hundred percent right on that. Florida State is happy with um if they could have only gotten one of these two, I think they're happy with with who they yeah. got. Um, you know, would have liked to have both. Um, but if 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 they could have only picked one of the two, they're they're happy with with where things landed. So that kind of puts a bow on that. Hey Harlan, you want to come in here for just a minute? Let's put a bow on this FSU baseball season. At, uh, up and up and down weekend, um, but let's chat about it. Can you? Uh, here, I'll hit this so you don't have to. Um, oh, look at that! It automatically ranked you higher than Richie. Things, <laughs> things, things, things. Oh wow! Um, FSU baseball. Uh, we'll go around the horn, then we'll talk about. Uh, we'll we'll talk. We'll hit our interview with Coach Hargrove. But uh, FSU baseball won a, a a really fun game on Friday night against Southern Miss. Um, what was it? Six, six to, six to four, six to two. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm way off on the scores. But anyway, B Southern Miss, um, and then the defense really let us down on Saturday. A couple of errors in the first that, that gave Ole Miss a couple of runs. Another error late in the game that gave Ole Miss the the eventual go ahead run. Um, Florida State had the lead for a lot of the game today against Southern Miss. Uh, if they'd have won that, they'd have forced a, a rematch against Ole Miss where they would have needed to beat them twice. So it didn't look super probable to, to get out of the regional after losing yesterday. But uh, what were your thoughts overall on this FSU baseball season? I mean, it was a good season overall, especially when you take into the fact that ACC got to play less. I mean, they really got screwed. I've already said in the yeah. regional that they got placed in, they basically told the ACC they wouldn't base – anything on RPI, and then it literally went down the line RPI for everything. Um, so they got unlucky with that regional, and like TJ mentioned, they're essentially a ground ball to shortstop error away from being in the driver's seat to win the Super Regional, which really, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, I was talking to a few of my buddies that played for FSU. I'll shout them out. Sherman Johnson, Gold Glove for Florida State. You know, he just mentioned things like that happen. Um, that's baseball. You can't really – blame one thing or the other, but it does really suck that a ground ball to the shortstop with two outs essentially right. might cost you a, a super regional, but um, they're a really young team. I know we were mentioning that uh, on the timeline today. I think I saw it on the double fries 
account. They're really young. I mean, you're essentially you're losing Matt Nelson for sure. I mean, he's in the Golden Spikes Award watch list, so you're losing him. And really, it's kind of up in the air on who else you lose other than a few senior pitchers. So uh, look for them to have a really, I think, strong season next year. Next year, they're going to be a lot of depth and a lot of experience for that team. But overall in the year, I think they, you know, about expected ranked most of the year. So, yeah, the, with a young team, I think you're going to see flashes And Harlan. I mean, you, I mean, just tell me if I'm wrong on this, but with a young team, you're going to see flashes and the highs are going to be high and the lows are going to be low, right? Like you're, you're, you know, you're going to beat the hell out of Florida and, and Miami and just dominate your rivals and get up for those games. And, you know, and then you're going to lose a Tuesday night game to Florida Gulf Coast, right? Like that's just how it's going to go, right? Like you're just, you know, uh, I mean the the regional went. Uh, I mean, I hate to say about as well as you, you'd want because obviously we we had a chance, and and you're like maybe one error away from from getting through to being in the driver's seat, right? To um, really having a chance to get onto the supers, but. I mean, you were a three seed in the regional and, and you upset the two seed once you lost to the one seed and then you lost to the two seed again the second time. Right. So that's kind of how they had predicted it. Right. Like, I mean, we, you know, so anyway, I, I think that, uh, I think that the only other thing that would have happened is, is Florida state would have, you know, if you, if they'd have lost the first game, then they'd have just ended up playing Southern miss again. You know, because because Ole Miss would beat them last night, then they played Southern Miss again, and you know maybe they win. But to think that they were going to beat Ole Miss, I mean, they really used a lot of the bullpen today, and it had been really tough to to beat Ole Miss twice. Not impossible, but I think it had been pretty tough to to beat them twice. But man, there's just so many young guys on this team that yeah. you know we're going to probably start the year ranked pretty well again next year. Um, you know, top fifteen, would you guess? Um, Going into the next season, maybe flirting with top ten, and then, and then at that point, it's it's how how well do we play down the down the year? Because obviously, preseason rankings don't don't matter too much. The uh, Gators were ranked number one by everybody going into the season, and they went 0-2 in barbecue in their own regional. And so, um, uh, not that preseason Wait, rankings what, mean too much, I but didn't, I didn't see that. What was the score of the Gators game yesterday? I think South Alabama just scored again, so uh, I don't really know that <laughs> I have a great answer. They did. So as, as rough as you'll say that our season was, we played later into the year than both of those teams, yeah. right? Now, just a couple hours by my past Miami, but we did play later in the year than both those teams. Uh, and we, we won a regional game. Unlike, uh, unlike the yeah. Gators. We, we won, we won more season games on sec fields than the Gators did this year. So yeah, uh, at least absolutely. we can that to, to bed with us. I yeah. think the main, thing, the main thing to look at there is you have that old miss game one. Old miss did not win that game. We, we gave the one seed to win that game. And they had four. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that overthrow you, from – that overthrow you, of the first was brutal. Yeah, you played well enough to beat the one seed. You gave it away. But uh, – and really, today, you took the lead early. You had a pitcher throw it past the first baseman for another go-ahead run. So, um, essentially, you, you, were, you played well enough to win. You just gave it – you gave it away. So, hopefully, next year that – that experience will help them. You hear them to, I don't want to compare softball to baseball, but that's all they talk about with this FSU softball team is how much experience they have when it comes down to the line. All those, all those girls that have all that experience, redshirt senior, redshirt senior, redshirt senior, 
they know they know how to play when the pressure's on them. So, so let, let's keep you in here for this, Harlan. I, I'm going to get some people upset at me. I find college softball more enjoyable to watch than college baseball right now. Am I crazy for that? Because man, the and maybe it's just because you know Lonnie's been great with us in coming on the show multiple times. Meat's been great with us coming on the show Meat, multiple times. Meat has too. as well. Like, but like, come on, but I don't I can, even watch I can, this. But I can I'll watch. I can watch a college it. softball game in like two hours. It's super exciting. When I was in school, it, they did a bunch of you know the slap and run and bunt like a bunch of small ball. It, it just wasn't exciting. But now, like, there's a lot of power in women's or, or college softball. Um, 11, what, what if, 11, what, 11 didn't do enough small ball for you? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Marlon, what, what, what are you thinking uh, about these ladies? Because, I, man, it's been a lot of fun. And they're, are they, yeah, they're playing right now. They just resumed or they're about to resume. But, yeah, uh, I'm excited yeah, for this it's, team. It's 0 0 top four. Softball is definitely, um, watching it right it's now. getting more fun to watch. And I think it's because you mentioned it, they're getting away from, it being ground balls and slap hitting the whole game, they're actually starting yeah. to hit some home runs. And they're at, the one thing I can't stand, and I might get you know slapped for this, I cannot stand the chanting and the songs and the dancing and <laughs> the people. Say that when the, Lonnie comes on. Lonnie's probably going to watch this and be like, you guys need a new producer uh, right now. Uh, get rid the of girl that went behind the camera and was like shotgunning a water. I don't know. That, I'm coming from a college <laughs> baseball where like you just don't do that stuff. But I mean, softball is different. So uh, that's the one thing I would say. But I mean, I, I've watched every game they're playing. It's definitely exciting to watch. So I'm watching it right now as we're on stream. So yeah, I'm 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 literally live on my phone right. Now. I got like six percent battery and hoping we wrap up this show before the uh, before the phone dies. So um, no, their their games have been super exciting. Uh, we'll we'll transition there, but obviously we wish the the very best of luck to to Mike Martin Jr. and the and the team. They've they've uh, he's been very good to us and coming on the show several times. And so. We we uh we can't wait to see them next year. Not coming off of a pandemic year, um, excited to see them next year uh, take the field again and, and see kind of as the team grows as they grow, kind of where they're at. Uh, softball's been fantastic. They lost their first game of the Women's College World Series on uh, Thursday. They lost to UCLA um, in a game where we just really couldn't get the offense going. Um, then on Friday, they had the day off. On Saturday, they had to win two games. They won the first one. Uh, really looked like they were going to lose that. In the sixth inning, they were down um, two runs with two outs and hit a three-run home run to end up winning that game. Actually, they Arizona came back and tied it up in the top of the seventh, and then we walked it off in the bottom of the seventh to win and advance to play Oklahoma State. That game, thanks to a couple of really, really long rain delays, did not take place until 12.50 Eastern time. Richie had been in bed for six hours at that point, but I, I did stay up and watch it. Um, Florida State didn't they, Florida State has been known for saving their very, very best for last. They didn't last night. They got up 3 nothing early and, and kind of held on to the lead for the rest of the night, ended up winning 4-2. to two. And like Richie said, they are playing right now after another rain delay against Alabama. It is 0-0 in the top of the fourth. Um, Alabama actually just hit for their second out of the inning, a foul out to Sidney Sherrill, who is the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. We're not going to do live play-by-play on this show because I'm just not good enough for that, but a little update there. Alabama has one on with two outs as we tape this. We're trying to wrap it up quickly so we can go watch the rest of it. If Florida State wins, they will need to beat Alabama another time to advance to the finals on the or other side. In the morning, right? 
Yeah, hopefully not, because I got stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> Today was a little bit easier, but I was sitting in church this morning, just like dozing off. Like Kara's like, "What are you? What's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I stay up to like three o'clock watching this stupid game." <laughs> so anyway, um, not that the game was stupid. It was stupid they had to start a game that late, though. I will say that they had never done that to a men's team. But anyway, um, so Harlan, I'm gonna kick you out of here. Sorry, I know you've been on here for a minute, but I'm gonna kick you out real quick. Um, but uh, base uh, softball, if they win, they will play Alabama again to get to the finals on the other side, JMU, who has been kind of the Cinderella of the tournament. If, if we end up getting knocking out, knocked out, which hopefully is obviously to hope doesn't happen, but uh, JMU is a really fun team to cheer for. And they've been exciting. They went up against Oklahoma earlier today. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma. So it's a winner take all for the finals, uh, which is again, what Florida state is trying to force. So after this game, after Florida state plays Alabama, Oklahoma and JMU will play each other. I don't know if they'll make us play another one at midnight or not, but <laughs> we'll we'll see. I, as of this recording, I have no clue what's going on. Um, softball has been super exciting. I'm hoping we can win this so I can get Lonnie back on here to, to talk to us back. She is so even keeled and so much fun to watch yes. on this on the sideline there. Uh, and that that team just never says die, man. Uh, they they come back from from late inning deficits. They they're they're young as well. They have five seniors on the team, but they've got a lot of youth. And Catherine Sandercock has been fantastic. A lot of the team has been really, really good. And, and Richie's right. That softball team is a ton uh, of fun to watch. So um, excited to continue to watch them. Excited to, to see them progress through the uh, through the um, rest of the tournament. Hopefully it, it does not end tonight. Hopefully we keep going through this week. So um, that's football. That's baseball. That's softball. Hey, track and field goes to their national championships this week. Uh, they're actually on a flight right now to get out there. We spoke with Coach Ricky Argro on Friday afternoon. He was gracious enough to give us some time and chat with us. We are going to play that interview for you. I've never done this. I've never played an interview like kind of live while we're on the air. So hopefully this works out well when I go into play this. Um, the interview is, I don't know, r- roughly 15, 17 minutes. So check out our interview with Coach Argro, and then Richie and I will be back. We'll put a bow on this thing, and we'll sign off, and uh, we'll let you guys get back to some softball. But check out our sprints and and relay coach, Ricky Argro, from FSU Men's Track and Field. Check them out, and then we will uh, we'll be right back in a few. Back to Double Fries No Slaw. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Ricky Argro, um, FSU track and field sprints and relays coach for the men's team. Correct, coach? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for taking some time and joining us. I'm doing great, man. Glad glad to be here. Yeah, I know. We we know you guys are busy. We know you guys have a million things going on. About to take off and head across country and go to these NCAA championships. We're excited for you guys and. And very appreciative again that, that you would take the time and, and chat with us. Um, double fries, no slaw. Obviously, no to Guthrie's. Now you went to FSU. You've been in town for a long time. You know, but you Thanks, go man. you you throw the slaw out too, just like us, right? Like you, uh, yeah, you do yeah. it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the gut box might not be the best thing though for like track and field. Like oh, if you <laughs> definitely not. I definitely tell my kids now that, to shy away from Guthrie's. But I mean, when I was a young pup here. In the early 2000s, I, I actually lived across the street. Uh, the apartment's name when I was in school was Royal Village. I forgot what the name of it may be now, but yeah. it's literally directly across the street from Guthrie. So I used to walk there almost daily 
<laughs> and you were still you were still running the way that you did, winning like championships and everything. Else. Yeah, you... yeah, yeah. I had to I had to cut it out. Uh, I gained about fifteen pounds my first year, and I had to cut that out quick. They saved the freshman fifteen, right? So it it, it goes for athletes as well. Yeah, it was the Guthrie's fifteen. Um, uh, can you still can you still move? Like I'm gonna ask you that before you even get into this, but can you still move like you? I mean, maybe not like you did, but can you still uh, get out there and put it? Definitely not like I like I used to. You know, I got I got bad knees and 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 bad hip, but you know, every now and again, the guys have challenged me, and I've I've slowly but surely over the years made the races shorter. So now I'm about <laughs> about I, I give you a good thirty meters and. and <laughs> um. Talking about your time at FSU in 2006, you captained a team that that won a national championship. Um, so I know that uh, I know that probably drives uh, a lot of what you do in your coaching, wanting to see the kids have the the same success um, for you did. But but just on a personal level, not not so much coaching. Um, man, there are a lot of national champions that are mentioned at, at Florida State. From I mean, a lot of people think about football and Jameis and Charlie and guys like that. But I mean, what's it mean to you? to be a national champion, you know, to, to have won that at, at FSU. I mean, it's, I mean, athlete, um, it's, it's the most, I mean, it's, it's the biggest thing that I've, I've ever been a part of. Um, I wasn't the, the best athlete on my team. I mean, that, you know, that goes to Walter Dix and, and, and Rafiq Curry, guys like that, Ricardo Chambers, all those guys, they were, you know, super elite level athletes, you know, they were national champions. But you know those guys were, you know, they're they're my brothers. So, um, just being a part of that and and coming in in the early two thousands when you know we were just kind of starting to get the thing rolling, and to go f four years and you know be a part of, I mean, I believe we won, I mean, seven ACC championships during my time, and um, you know to 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 culminate that with the national championship. To, to end my my collegiate career, I mean, there's nothing bigger. It's pretty pretty special to go go out on top like that. I mean, obviously, we've had other guys be able to do that. You think about Peter Warwick doing it, Charlie, like different guys. But yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so it's 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 pretty cool for sure. Um, Richie had a question about Walter. Go ahead, Richie. I'll let you jump in. Yeah, so uh, it's funny that you were leaving Florida State just as I enrolled. I enrolled in uh, the summer of 2006 in Summer C. And uh, even in high school, you know, I did football, basketball, ran track. I was probably like a 19-second, 100-meter guy. But I, I loved the idea, j just watching Walter Dix. Um, you mentioned him. I, I think Nike picked him up when he was finishing up at Florida State. He, he made it to an Olympics final at the 100-meter. Just what was it like seeing not just you know an all-american but a true all-world talent like that just watching in person you were really good yourself but yeah. when you watch him run what was it like like my goodness that guy's fast yeah you you knew it in the in the beginning like i mean walt came in uh i would have been a junior walt walt's freshman year so i mean we were i mean we knew how great he was you know coming out of high school but you know as a collegiate athlete you know you you kind of start feeling yourself at after you've been in college for a while and you start saying, well, you know, he's great in high school, but we'll see what he does yeah. when he gets on this level. And he came in and the like day one of practice, you know, we were doing some sprint drills and you see this kid run and you say, okay, he's the guy. 
like you just you just knew it from the moment that you that you got a chance to to run next to him that he was he was just different and um he, I mean he wasn't I mean he obviously he was an, an elite level tracking field athlete but he's one of the most humble guys that I've, I've ever been around like Walt just kind of wanted to go about his business and he never really wanted to be praised for anything that he did um he he he's the quietest guy I think I've ever met. I mean, I, I think Walt's freshman year, I maybe can count on both of my hands how many words he actually said, but super, super uh, humble, humble, humble young man. And I mean, he, I mean, he goes down as the greatest athlete in, in FSU history on the, on the track side. Yeah. I've always considered him one of the most underrated athletes. Cause I know when I was on Florida state's campus, my freshman year, that was his senior year. Nobody was really talking about him until you got to like the NCAA finals, like you guys getting ready to go to. Um, And it was just amazing to see. And uh, how unfortunate is it for him that he he enters the Olympics in his run at the same time as some Jamaican named Usain Bolt, who just happens to be the fastest human being to ever live on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was unfortunate for a lot of people, not just him, but I, I I mean, Bolt brought the best in everyone. I mean, he, he totally changed the sport and i mean he took it to a different level where you know it used to be that nine nine was was fast and now you know people look at nine 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 like it's regular because you have someone that was so supremely gifted and, and such a great ambassador for the sport and usain bolt and i mean to run nine five eight i mean people didn't even think <laughs> it's ridiculous so yeah it's it's, it's crazy and the, my favorite part of that watching usain bolt run even when he's setting world records, he starts celebrating like, you know, before he gets to the finish line, he's not even trying to, to do that. Yeah. It's just wild to me to see that, but TJ, go ahead. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, talking about this year's team, double, double ACC champions, um, both yep. the men's and women's that's pretty, pretty special, pretty unheard of, um, to, to take them both home. And then just a ton of tickets punched, uh, in the regional, uh, FSU's in really all these sports has done pretty well in the regional from, from women's tennis to softball, baseball's playing right now. But um, you guys, um, man, how how impressive has your has your team uh, been uh, these last several weeks and really the whole season? But but especially like when the when it matters most, right? Like in the in the postseason. Yeah, yeah we've we've been clicking at the right time. Uh, it's, it's it's definitely been a, a, a phenomenal outdoor season for us um, we had we had a pretty rough indoor season and um, I challenged the guys you know I, I was on them you know real real bad about our performance at, at ACC's and the the, the level of the, the standard of Florida State we didn't live up to so going into this outdoor season I mean we went back to work and you know I, we the guys they uh, we I pushed them you know, as hard as I possibly could without breaking them. And, uh, you know, told him, you know, at, at the end, you, you'll, you will see the, the payoff from, from this, this level of work. And we're right now we're they're seeing the payoff. We're definitely clicking at the right time going into national championships. Um, national championships coming up this week, starting Wednesday. Is that correct? Um, getting up and getting rolling. Uh, if it's, you've seen a, a pretty big turnaround. Um, I read that, uh, when when you got here, uh, placed 64th at the uh, national championships that year, and 
in 2019, obviously the pandemic year last year, but so in the last one in 2019, placed 17th. Um, you know, what, what do you, uh, I mean, you talked about the standard. I mean, what, what do those expectations look like now? You know, we've gotten, gotten close, gotten better, gotten better. Now we're going back out there and we want to win this thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> want to continue building and you want to compete ultimately for, for the title. And I, I think we have as good a group of any, as any, uh, any group that we've had in the past. So, I mean, that's the goal. The goal is to go and, and compete for a national championship. And if we fall short, then we, we want to go and put our best foot forward. But we're going to go out there and, and compete against the best and give our best. Absolutely. I like to ask a lot of the coaches that, that we've had on. We've, we've had a bunch of different coaches um, kind of take some time and, and chat with us about this. I like to ask this, and I'll let Richie kind of roll for, for a minute. But uh, what is uh, – and I understand, like, the general – fund and just kind of the overarching what what booster support does but what does booster support do like kind of specifically for for your program whether that's the way that it's impacted someone's life or i, mean, I know it impacts everybody's life right but like what does what does that booster support and and folks supporting not only fsu but your program really really do to help these kids i like for people to hear that right from you guys and it's it's, it's the lifeline of, of our program it's a lifeline of all of our program without that booster support um i mean you don't you don't get the the level of excellence in athletics that you get at florida state um our boosters here have been phenomenal especially this up this this past year with COVID. um you know our our college our team isn't like football. We're not a program where every person that's walking around on our team is on 100% scholarship. I mean, we have a lot of, most of our team is, is partial scholarship athletes. So when COVID hit, um, we had a lot of athletes that were seniors uh, last year. They didn't, they didn't get an opportunity to finish out their, their senior season in the right way. And our boosters came to the forefront and we were able to, to, to raise money to allow these athletes to finish out their career at Florida State athletically a after they graduated when ncaa passed passed the rule and allowed these athletes to come back i mean we had to have the the funding for it so being able to call on our our boosters for the, for help um we wouldn't be where we are right now without without the level of of support that we get from our boosters hey coach obviously we we pride ourselves in uh, you know talking all sports you know football obviously moves the needle um, but we talk women's tennis, women's soccer, men's basketball, everything on here. Um, but you've had a couple multiple sport athletes you've worked with that before you got to Florida State. Uh, Marvin Bracey, Kermit Winfield, two just absolute burners. Everybody remembers Kermit from the Auburn game, right? That, that kick return. Like, no Florida – you're not a Florida State fan if you don't remember that right when I say that. But what was it like working with those guys when they were in high school and – how hard is that conversation when a football player who probably has more potential in track, potentially an Olympic level wants to play football and take that time away from training on track? How hard is that conversation to say you should focus entirely on track or no, go ahead and play football and we'll get you up to speed on track when season comes around. Well, the first part of that question, uh, working with them was great. Um, yeah. They they had their moments, you know. They're they're both a, a couple of jokesters, so <laughs> and then they and then they're related, so they're always yeah. you know always arguing and fighting to that. I mean, that was the start of practice every single day. But um, once we got them in and, and got them focused and, and, and locked in, it was great working with them. Um, they're both of those guys are very similar, but also very different. Um, 
Um, so I had to kind of approach the way I, I trained them. I could push Marvin and be on him a little bit more than, than uh, Kermit in a sense. But um, Kermit was definitely more of the, I'd say, football-focused athlete from, from the get-go. Marvin was a little bit open to the idea of the possibility of if, if football doesn't work out, then track is also an option. And um, I guess to the answer the second part of it is, is you don't, it's not really a, a tough question or uh, it's not really a tough conversation uh, leading into it because they, they were so young, you kind of just, you know, give them your advice and then you let them kind of make their own decision. It would, I mean, I didn't push them either way. I, I allowed both of them to do both sports when they were in high school. And we found a way, found a way to work around, you know, their football practices and their track practices. And we kind of just, Hey, you know, you could go to school for track. You could go to school for football, whatever decision you make, I'm just here to support the decision. And they both, you know, individually, they both initially came here, you know, for football. Marvin stepped on the track and kind of, you know, set the world on fire as a freshman yeah. and you know, had, had the, the, um, ability to go pro and, you know, the shoot companies came calling and they, you know, they, they gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. And, you know, Kermit came, came in as a freshman and he set the world on fire by, you know, returning to, you know, doing what he did, becoming an FSU legend, taking that, that, uh, that kickoff back in that championship game. So from that point, his path was set. And I'm, I was just here just to be a support system for both of them. Yeah, man, it's wild to me seeing like the shoe contracts that, that these track athletes get. And it makes a lot of sense because it's a worldwide sport. But the, the last thing I have for you. So I was a, I, like I told you, I enrolled in 2006 at Florida State. I lived in Smith Hall, just a terrible, disgusting building. Um, so Smith, Kellum and Sally, anyone who went to Florida State will understand what I'm talking about right now. Some of those are no longer in existence, yeah. um, but we were all like, that was kind of our own family. And uh, one guy I, that lived in, I believe he was in Sally. We'd play poker a lot, right? Andrew Batchelor, some people know him as King Batch. Uh, he stars in a lot of movies on Netflix and different things, moved out to LA. Uh, he took a lot of my money my freshman year in college. Did you, was, was he uh, the year after you or your last year? And did you get he to was, know him at all? He came the year after me. So I, okay. I, who actually like I, I came back and visited a couple of times. So like we kind of crossed paths and bumped into each other, but we never really got a chance to really build a relationship or get to know each other. But yeah, I mean, he's big time now. Yeah. He, he all I remember was like freshman year. Like I said, he would, we had like, you know, 10 man poker games. He's always taking my money. I knew, he, you know, he won, I think three national titles at Florida state. If you count the one that was taken away, that never should have been taken away. Uh, yeah. But we won't get into that. <laughs> um, so I, and I, now I see him like I'm on Netflix. I'm like, I'm telling my wife, I went to college with that guy. He used to take all my money. Yeah. So I, I think it was pretty cool that you guys had that little crossover, yeah. but I, I just had to ask about that real quick. TJ, what do you got left to finish? Man, I, I, we're, we're about out of time, Coach, but we appreciate so much you, you again, taking the time. We really enjoy getting to know you a little bit better, a little bit more about your team. We're, we're excited for this week for you. We're excited. Yeah. But I'll tell you, um, I don't remember what, what else was going on, but like with the regionals going on every like two minutes, it was like another ticket punch. Like you guys' Twitter feed coming yeah. up, another <laughs> ticket punch. And I was like, let's go. So I'm excited for you guys to blow up my timeline again. 
uh, this week upcoming. Super excited for you guys. Um, I'm also a little jealous of those Packer and Durham guys getting that javelin the other day. I saw that as well. I, yeah, we'll, you see we'll the be, spear behind me. I, I yeah, need, I need we'll, the javelin as well. Yeah, <laughs> you see this painting my wife has up here. I'll put it there. I'll take that down and put it there. I so get, uh, I get you guys a relay baton or something. I would we'll love that. It. I we'll take love it. That. We'll take yeah. it. Oh, we'll be up. Uh, we were actually talking about it just before you came on. We'll, we'll be up um, all Labor Day weekend, and so it'd, it'd be great to. Maybe split a well, I won't split one. You can get your own, but like we'll maybe get a gut box or something. <laughs> we get up there, but uh, but best of luck this week. Thank you so much uh, again for the time and and go Knowles, man. I really appreciate you guys. Go Knowles. Thanks, Coach. We had an excellent conversation with Coach Argro and really appreciate him taking the time to chat with us. He is, I believe, right now traveling out to the national championships, and so we wish his team the very best of luck uh, this week. That starts on Wednesday, and we'd uh, we'd certainly love some individual uh, – <laughs> see Harlan's comments in here. Harlan, ain't that funny, bro. That was a good joke I had. I, that was a pre-recorded interview when I told him that uh, – I told him a little joke there. I wasn't going to split a box with him, and I laughed at it again because I was—I forgot about that. I told that joke on Friday. So, anyway, hope that uh, hope that we not only get a couple of national championships individually, but uh, we'd love that we'd love that overall team national championship there in uh, happening this week. So, hey, uh, want to announce this from Guthrie's before we get going? I'll clip this. I'll cut it out as well. But we are going to do a couple of things kind of special with Guthrie's. Um, number one, if over the next two weeks, this starts tomorrow, so June 7th, and it goes through, I guess that would be what, June 20th, right? So 14 days, it goes Monday to, to not the next Sunday, but the next one. So June 7th through June 20th, if you go into Guthrie's in Tallahassee, either location, 1818 West Tennessee or 2550 North Monroe, if you go in and tell them that Double Fries No Sloss sent you, they will give you a free drink with any purchase. So if you buy a box, you don't have to pay for the drink. All you got to do is tell them double fries, no slaw sent you, and you'll get a free drink with your purchase, whether that be a sandwich. Hopefully you're getting that box, double fries, no slaw, but free drink on us on double fries, no slaw. Go support them. Go grab a free box or a free drink with your box. Sorry, the, the box itself is not free. And then while you're there, again, through the same two weeks, if you go to Guthrie's for the next two weeks and you get a gut box in Tallahassee, tag us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We will put you into a raffle to win a Guthrie's Yeti cooler. Um, I don't have a picture of it right now right in front of me while we're live on the air, but I will put that into the video that I'm cutting to promote this. This is what the Guthrie's cooler looks like, the Yeti cooler. We will select one winner. Um, that tags us in their Guthrie's order over the next two weeks, and you will win a Yeti cooler from Guthrie's in Tallahassee. I, I asked for those coolers. I asked for one of those coolers. Those coolers are pretty nice, Richie, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I get one. I, I'm thinking about just driving up to Tallahassee just so I can kind of like enter the contest or not, but those coolers are pretty cool, man. I don't know if you're into it or not. You're on mute right now before you start talking, so don't go just yet, but those coolers are pretty cool. You said you get me one too, and it a Yeti cooler. I mean, you kidding me? Like that—that's—that's that's a big time giveaway. And uh, shout out to our our contact app, 
specifically the Tallahassee Tallahassee Guthrie's for hooking that up because that's awesome. And uh, one listener is going to have a really nice prize. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good giveaway. So everybody's going to get free drinks, free drinks on Double Fries No Slaw. Uh, go to Guthrie's, tell them Double Fries No Slaw sent you, and you get a free drink with your gut box or your sandwich or your bucket or whatever you're ordering. Tag us in it on social media. Tag us and tag Guthrie's. Let us know you went to that Tallahassee location. Either one of them, you get entered to win a free Yeti cooler. That is June 7th, starting tomorrow, starting Monday through June 20th, which would be the next Sunday. So appreciate Guthrie's, appreciate their partnership. Uh, we just want to give you guys some free drinks and some some free Yeti coolers. So we may have some more giveaways coming up with them. We may have an event coming up with them. I, I've talked to some of these guys off air. We've got some pretty cool stuff coming down the pike. So appreciate Guthrie's, appreciate their partnership. And uh, I really wish I could win that Yeti cooler. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. I, I can't rig that, but I wish I could win it. Harlan's going to be there every week, every night this week, just ordering Guthrie's and getting free drink, free sweet teas. I could already tell what he's going to do. But uh, anyway, uh, we talked about softball. We talked about baseball. Softball has uh, a big spot here for the defense. They have There's two on for Alabama in the fifth with one out. Uh, Florida State needing to get out of this little bit of a jam. But, uh, man, we talked about softball, baseball, football. We spoke with Coach Argro, their track and field team, and then obviously Pat Watkins' camp. Full show ended up going just about an hour. Richie, do you have any shout-outs before we get out of here? Yeah, man, shout-out that uh, Alabama hitter that just missed taking of softball to the face by like five inches. My goodness. Uh, But, no, for me, uh, the only shout-out I have this weekend is to my lovely wife, Lindsay. Uh, Friday was her birthday, the big three, seven. Um, I absolutely hate the melting pot. I go once a year on her birthday. So I took her there this weekend. Um, we had a blast, you know, she had a good time. She's an amazing wife. So shout out Lindsay. Happy birthday. So I'm not happy birthday, Lindsay. Um, how she puts up with you, bro. People say that about my wife all the time though. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. Like, that's just like what the people say. Like, how do they put up with you? You know, it's like, well, I mean, whatever. What do you want me to say? Uh, I don't like the melting pot either, but I think the melting pot would be good if you just did the, like the cheese fondue and the, and the uh, chocolate fondue. Uh, the so, meat, so I don't care about, about all, the cheese. So we, we talk about that every time. We never do it. We always eat the meat. Like we just, so we, we talked about that. Cause I don't like, I'm a huge steak guy. And the, 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 the idea of boiling oh. a steak for like two to three minutes and then Terrible. eating it and it's, it's wet. It's not even a steak. I it's need not a, a steak. It's I like need a, a steak like a that steak has chunk. a nice crust that's yes. like, that's got like a crust on the outside. Some seasoning. Rare in the middle. It, it was just not. But the, yeah, the cheese, the salad's okay. The fondue is phenomenal. The dessert or the chocolate. Chocolate fondue. But and the, the, cheese. the chocolate but, and cheese are the best part. Yeah, the entree I could go without. But again... I'm here trying to be a good husband. She takes me to a really nice steakhouse over here for my birthday. All she asks is for a melting pot. I can do that. Um, no, that's funny. I'm glad you guys had a good time. Like I said, this is about to be the week of TJ coming up here. Uh, my birthday on Sunday. Again, we'll go live on Monday night. We actually have, well, I don't know. We have a special guest Monday. So tune in Monday night next week uh, on the 14th. But my birthday, the 13th, Brian's birthday, the 16th. His first birthday, that's exciting. And yeah. then uh he made it a whole year during a pandemic. Had a boy. Uh and then uh without a mask, quote. <laughs> Brian never wore okay, we're getting canceled now. <laughs> Brian never wore a mask one time. Uh and then obviously Father's Day that next that next week. So 
uh, yeah, it will be all about celebrating me that weekend in my house. So, man, I don't know that I have any shout outs. Shout out Lindsay. Shout out my wife who lets me. Oh, do real this. quick, uh, you forgot him. Uh, sh- shout out Johnny Pack. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Golfer. Pond, he won man, the Haskins so. Award, which is basically the Heisman of golf. Won the Ben Hogan Award, and today he just won the Jack Nicholas Award. So he, he's basically sweeping every award you could imagine for uh, the college the, golf year. Is the Jack Nicholas Award like? Is that something to do with Nick O'Leary, or like what is that? What is that award like? I didn't know he played tight end or like, what's the, what's the, <laughs> that's, a, that's a phenomenal question. <laughs> Terrible uh, joke. That's like it, the worst it, joke I've ever told. It's, it's named after Jack. And obviously he's very involved with Florida state, but to win the Haskins, the Hogan and the Nicholas that I, I'm assuming that's the triple crown of golf. Um, yeah. Phenomenal season for, for Johnny pack. Yeah. Really excited to see him on the corn, uh, the corn ferry this coming year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's like when, when like when Jameis won like all the awards, like right, ACC yeah. Player of the Year, yeah, United Golden Arm, yeah, United, Maxwell, yeah, Maxwell, yeah. yeah, all the awards. Like that's what Pac just did. Amazing um, man, amazing. Good for one him. One of the one of the greatest uh, that ever that ever did it. Hey, all right. So I'll shout this out because I'm I'm a true like me and Richie have argued a lot and yelled at each other a lot on the show, <laughs> but Harlan just put in our chat our um, esteemed producer Harlan just put that Brooks flew them down on a private jet for the, for the presentation tune in this week to uh par four podcast, oh, the par man. four podcast. Cause we got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And I say we, I just, because they're on the network, cause I'm not going to be on it, but Brooks and Bryson, man, this, we got this a is lot of stuff. Brooksy. <laughs> we got a lot of things to talk about. We got Rom getting kicked out due to something oh, stupid. My goodness. I'm sure we'll I, I'm, I'm going to go there. on for five minutes about yeah. that. At least um, that, that the, is the, the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my the, life. The Brooksy and the, the Bryson stuff uh, is fantastic. So part four podcast, if you're into golf at all, or if you just like, this is, this is the one that if you're not into golf, you need to listen to this one. Cause this one's going to be entertaining. I'm already looking forward to hearing you guys' takes on this. So Richie, I give you a lot of crap on this show. We go back and forth a lot. We're going to argue again when the bucks come around, but I'm just telling you, like I'm a true friend because my shout out tonight is for the part four podcast. Also, um, how about, how, about you, his- how about you shout out Gronk as well, since you you guys hey. are best friends now? Yeah, so, um, man, shout out my guy. Yeah, I don't want to say too much before we before we know what's going on, but shout out, um, shout out my guy David Tashira over at the Tailgate Guys. Got me into the F, uh, the uh, Bucks Ray J Top Golf Live event. Uh, I took the family out. Um, he was able to to sneak me into there. Uh, had a great day with the family out there, hitting some golf balls. Taught Elena how to hit a golf ball. She didn't hit one like that. Barely went off the thing, but she had a good time. There's some pictures of it. That I'm not going to share because like they're all from like my bald spot back here. So, but there's some really cute pictures that our family will enjoy, and, and social media will not. But uh, did have the opportunity to meet Gronk there, and uh, dude, that's a massive freaking human being. Like I'm not tall by any means. Like Richie's a tall guy. I'm like five nine, five ten on a good day. Um, but Kronk's a massive freaking – and I was up on the platform. So, like, my buddy – or David told me, like, hey, that's Gronk over there if you want to go say hi. And I said, yeah, let's go do it. And you're on a platform, and he's, like, halfway across the stadium from me, and I'm like, hey, just it's a normal guy over there. Then you walk up to him, and, you know, I come up to his belly button, you know, and it's just like, man, this is unreal. Florida State just got out of that top of the fifth jam. I, I'm Again, no live play-by-play here, but – if we can get a run, we're six outs from getting out of here. Shout out Megan shout King. Out, uh, Elizabeth yeah, shout Mason out. for the, yeah. the, the double fries alum from last week for making that play. 
Yeah. Shout out as well. Okay. So I guess I do have a billion shout outs here. So shout out Gronk. That was fun. <laughs> shout out David Jashera. Thanks for, thanks for your hookup there. We may have some stuff coming down the pike with the tailgate guys. Um, so shout them out. If you're considering any tailgates coming up, that's not a paid advertisement, but my guy hooked me up. So he may be hooking up the show <laughs> soon too. Um, shout out Megan King. I've been chatting with her a little bit while she's been up in Oklahoma city. We may get her on soon to chat a little bit about this run. The Knowles have had, um, man, talk about one of the absolute goats in Florida state history. Yeah. And then since I shout out Richie's pod too, I am uh, currently drinking out of a bourbon on a budget, Glen Karen glass. If you are into whiskey at all, uh, bourbon, rye, scotch, whatever you like, uh, Brendan Sinone of Knowles 247, myself and Ben Cock, a buddy of mine that I grew up with, do a bourbon podcast on the Big 3 Roll-Up Network. Uh, check it out as well. We do a lot of really, really good content on the Big 3 Roll-Up Network. There's different yeah. podcasts from Florida to Georgia to Miami. Um, to horror movies, Florida State stocks, horror movies, everything, stocks, everything, golf, everything. You know, golf. I can't even name everything, but a lot. You know, current events, relevant, relevant stuff. Just there's an interview show. There's just all around. Check out the Big Three Roll Up Network. If you search Big Three Roll Up on iTunes, all of the podcasts come up because the the sponsor of each one of them is Big Three Roll Up Network. So if you search Big Three Roll Up on iTunes, you can see everything all in the network. That's my final shout out. I don't have a song for tonight, and I don't know who did the last one. Um, but does anybody, Harlan, Richie, anybody got a song I, off the top of their head? I feel if like not, I needed to defer to Harlan because uh, for my wife's birthday, I wanted to play "Sweet Home Alabama" because that's like her favorite song. Being a we're playing them, but we're playing them, so I I cannot give her that much for her birthday. She got a she got a lot of nice things. I cannot give her this song, so Harlan, you pick it. Harlan, you I got mean, it. If not, I got it. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say you could you could still do Sweet Home Alabama because we're sending them home, so have fun going oh, home. Ain't gonna be. But yeah, go ahead, TJ. I was gonna get cocky with it, but go ahead, TJ. If you got a better, that's one, wait, wait, wait. What were you getting cocky with? I want I want to hear what you had in mind. No, that was he was saying he was oh, saying yeah, to use that. Oh, send them home, Sweet Home Alabama. So well, let's do it. That's gonna get Colt. That's gonna get Colt takes his pose tomorrow morning, just because <laughs> y'all. But whatever y'all want, man, roll with it. Let's go. I mean, either way, if Alabama wins, hats off to them, man. They they had a great run. Yeah. They were a great team this year. Um, you know, I, I I'll say this before we go. And if we I just play again tonight, my goodness. Oh, I hope not tonight because I'm tired. But I uh, I Florida State just bunted for a single um, in the bottom yep. of the fifth. Yep. So no outs, man. Let's go. But I'll say this: I hate this loser blood mentality of oh we had a great year blah blah, blah. But let me just tell you something florida state was not a national seed in softball this year had to go to lsu and win a super regional on the road in a place that people do not win on the road and then ended up coming out of losers bracket to get to the semifinal and finish in the top four of softball teams in the country and no matter what happens in this alabama game tonight or in the final this week Obviously, we we hope for four more FSU wins to to get a national champion. Man, what a hell of a season by FSU softball! No matter what the result is, obviously we all want national championships here. But a fantastic result, and and I think that uh, watching European soccer has opened me up more to appreciating that it's not championship or bust. No, it is championship or bust, right? You you play for that ultimate prize, but you should you should take some, you know. You, you should appreciate your season, even if it didn't end in a championship, right? Like 
Chiefs fans last year with the Super Bowl feel worse than any other fan base in the, in the country. But really, they should feel second best. Like, they should be the second most proud of their season than anyone else. And that's just not how we do it in American sports, right? Like, if you lose the Super Bowl, you, you feel bad about it. But it's better to lose in the finals than it is to lose in the first round, right? So, so, so two, I, two random thoughts. Like, one of our neighbors, literally right down the road, huge Kansas City fans. They have, a, like, the Kansas City Super Bowl flag from two years ago. I really just want to leave something from this year's super bowl like on their doorstep because i don't know who these people are but i won't um but yeah man I, i'm excited to watch this game it's uh look at it's um yeah still tied at zero florida state's got one on a blooper to uh it's out never mind all right unfortunate um and i think that's it. oh last thing anybody ballsy enough to take logan paul tonight or floyd's gonna win right there, there's no question on that yeah floyd wins in a in a technical decision, not in a knockout or anything, in a technical decision. Well, there won't be a TKO tonight. It doesn't sound like there are no judges, only knockouts, or if they say I guess it would be a TKO technically, they say if the judge says they can't the fight can't continue. So we'll see. My wife is not happy. We've been watching baseball, softball, golf. Oh, so it can't be so it's not being watching scored. Fight. It it will not be scored. So if they both make it to the end, there's no winner. Oh, so yeah, it'll end in a draw. Nobody's getting knocked out. Uh, but if it was scored, then I mean Floyd would win. Floyd would win by yeah, not even technique, close. You know, yeah, not even. Close. Um, all right, base at FSU two on one out here in the fifth. Let's sign off. I don't want to do any more. Lot we've been saying we were going to sign off for about a, <laughs> for about ten minutes here. Man, this is a fun podcast. Richie Harlan, thanks for hanging out, guys. We got a lot coming down the pike with uh, double fries, no slaw. The fries are staying hot. We will see you guys next week. Harlan, play us out of here. Let's go. It's a done, it's a done deal. Let's go. Three.